I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. Today, we've got a lot of good revenge stories. And our first story of the day is from Wild Butterscotch 977 Party till 4 a.m. Enjoy my hammering. The last couple years, the house next door to mine was rented to a few 20-something dudes who would party and play loud music until like 4 a.m. The houses next door are pretty close together, so it was loud inside my house even with all the windows shut, and it would keep me up most of the night. Doing it on the weekends was bad enough, but sometimes it would be on a Thursday and I'd have to work the next day on just a couple hours sleep. Needless to say, I was always pissed and petty when this happened. Now, my house has a wooden deck in the back, and it wraps around the same side of the house that faces these neighbors. It's a pretty old deck, and the nails work their way up over time, so periodically I have to hammer them back in. When the jerks next door would party super late, I'd wake around 7 as I usually do. I'm incapable of sleeping in late, even after little sleep. And at 7.30, I'd get out my hammer and start hammering my deck nails in, about 10 feet away from two of their bedroom windows. I had lots of nails that needed to be hammered in. Sometimes one of those guys would scream out in frustration and it was very satisfying. I don't sleep? You don't sleep, dude. Fortunately, they moved away not too long ago. I like to think I had something to do with it. If you had absolutely noisy neighbors, would you jump to reporting them to whether it's a landlord, whether it's a police noise complaint? Or would you rather try to take it in your own hands, whether it's annoying them personally or some sort of like return fire like OP? All I know is, personally, I don't want to like put myself in the middle of any kind of controversy where maybe they feel like retaliating against me. So I'd probably keep it to the third party type things. I'd like to know about you guys in the comments down below. Our next story is from Yek. Try to scam me at an auto shop? I'll let everyone else know about their services. A while back, I had a good deal on synthetic oil changes at Firestone. I took my car in there for a simple oil change and was sitting at the desk waiting for them to finish the building and bring me the keys. I took this time to listen in on other consultations they were having in the room with two other customers. The salesman came out to consult with me, letting me know that my tires were 75% worn and ready to be replaced. Now, at this point, my tires were around one week old and had maybe 70 miles on them probably still not in need of replacement. So I started asking questions loudly about the tire condition, showing mock concern and disbelief, loud enough that everybody else could hear my conversation better than their own. After answering BS about the measurement, etc., I asked the same questions again, except I started every question a bit louder with the, so on my brand new tires, prefix, at which point the salesman started to look a little uncomfortable knowing he'd screwed up. I called them scammers to their face and started offering advice to the other customers. I told the guy with the 20 plus year old Mercedes Benz that they quoted $1,500 to stop the engine from leaking oil, you will never stop that engine from leaking. If it ever stops leaking, it means you are out of oil. Top it up when you fill your gas and it'll never be a problem. Woman with the 35% remaining rear pads on an Econo box? 
Those rear brakes will last you another 15,000 miles easy. Job doesn't need to be done. Paid my bill and walked out. I assumed that the other people didn't get the recommended services, but I didn't stick around to confirm. Honestly, as a person who's not all that up on cars and car maintenance, this is actually one of my fears whenever I go to an auto shop, so if anybody was there that could call out that stuff like OP, I would be really grateful. I know if some dude said, these guys are scammers, you don't actually have to spend $1,500, I'd be like, oh, sweet, thank you, I'm taking that advice. I'm saving all that money. Our next story is from Slapchop the Great. Scream at your video games all night? Enjoy Rickroll. I recently had new neighbors move into the apartment next door to mine. Every night I hear very loud video game sounds like Call of Duty or something or someone screaming at the game. I recently discovered that I can cast from my phone to an Xbox that isn't mine. I figured it must be the new neighbors, so I casted Rickroll. I heard it start playing and the guy shouting, what the freak? I've been doing it every night he gets too loud past 10pm and I don't feel bad. Guys causing a total ruckus, it's just way too loud from that neighbor. All of a sudden from their Xbox, Baby Shark starts blaring. Or maybe the He-Man Heya. Our next story is from Rainbows and Burgers, the revenge dress which keeps on giving. Ex-in-laws wanted my wedding to be done their way, but I refused. My ex knew I was working towards a promotion and told his parents about it. They decided to attempt sabotaging my promotion by having my ex constantly harass me at work and start long arguments at home with me so I would be too exhausted to focus at work. They knew that my mom has a history of refusing to let me go back to my parents' house if I'm being abused by a man and that I only had the house my ex and I lived in together. And I guess they thought it would work. When I confronted my ex about it, he told me, if you want to have any peace at home so you can focus on your work so badly, then give in to everything my parents want for the wedding. I decided a little revenge was in order. I found a black dress for 40 bucks online a week before the wedding to function as my wedding dress. Sometime before the wedding, my boss had told me that my promotion would be announced at a meeting on the week of the wedding, so I went to a local designer and bought a $500 dress to wear to that work. I then proceeded to make sure ex-mother-in-law, ex-father-in-law, all the family and friends they invited. I then proceeded to make sure ex-mother-in-law, ex-father-in-law, all the family and friends they invited, freakers filled most of my wedding guest list with their guests, knew that I spent a lot of money on a dress for work and barely anything on the dress I wore for the wedding. I remember saying something to the tune of, weddings just aren't as important to me as my job is, to a lot of people. Apparently that really embarrassed ex-mother-in-law and ex-father-in-law. Eventually I gave the work dress to younger ex-sister-in-law when I outgrew it. It's been almost a decade. I've divorced my ex and moved away, but from what I last saw on Facebook, ex-sister-in-law is still wearing that dress to family events. No doubt ruining the mood for her witch of a mother, it's truly the gift that keeps on giving. Honestly, I think the only sad thing here is, like, despite the fact that OP got their revenge, they went forward with a wedding that I don't know they were necessarily happy about. I guess considering all the influencing factors, it wasn't the right time for OP to just, I don't know, book it for the hills. But in the end, you would like to hear this story about OP showing up in this cheap black wedding dress and then standing the guy up at the altar. That would really embarrass the father-in-law and mother-in-law those in-laws influenced their kid, which was OP's ex, to basically be abusive. Everyone on that side of things for OP was just kind of awful. 
By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next video is from Kath Joy. Nosy old Karen tries to get her neighbor in trouble with the council, ends up getting him a huge rebate instead. My friend Stan has worked at the Valuation Office of Assessments for his local council for the last 35 years. He's got a lot of stories, but this is my favorite. For context, the VOA is responsible for evaluating which council tax band a property should be on. The higher the band, the more council tax you pay. For those outside the UK, council tax is used to fund civic services such as schools, rubbish collection, and emergency services, etc. Which band you get depends on a lot of different factors, but generally speaking, the more a property is worth, the higher the band is likely to be. Change to a property that significantly increases its value, such as getting pools or extensions built, can sometimes mean a property has to be reassessed to see if it needs to go up a band. There was a woman, let's call her Mildred, who would regularly call Stan's office to report her neighbors for everything. Mildred was a typical nosy neighbor curtain twitcher who made it her life's mission to know everyone's business. Her hobby was reporting her neighbors to the police, HMRC, the UK equivalent of the IRS, immigration, and of course, the VOA. To give you an idea of just how awful this woman was, here's a few stories various neighbors told Stan and his colleagues. One neighbor got reported to HMRC because he came home with a fancy new car, therefore he must be evading tax. It was a five-year-old Mondeo he'd just bought secondhand. Another neighbor was reported because Mildred didn't think their child looked sick enough to be off school so she reported them for truancy. The child had recently had an emergency appendectomy and they were at home recovering as per the doctor's orders. Everyone in Stan's department hated this woman. Not only did she add to their already heavy workload but she was also rude, entitled and generally unpleasant to talk to. She often exaggerated her reports to ensure somebody would be sent to inspect the property. Worse still, her reports often caused her neighbors to call and shout at Stan and his colleagues, understandably so, but what they hated most of all was that they were obligated to follow up on any report she made, and she never got in trouble for giving false or exaggerated reports. They knew she was just a mean old lady, and they didn't want to enable her behavior, but policy was policy. Well, one day, Stan drew the short straw and took a call from the dreaded Mildred. My neighbors at number 61 added a new bedroom to their house, and they got a new kitchen in with an extension, and he put up a new shed. I bet they haven't reported it, Mildred whined. I demand somebody reevaluate them immediately. If I have to pay my taxes, so do they. Stan begrudgingly sent a letter out to the neighbor at number 61, let's call him Bob, feeling very sorry for him. A few days later, Bob called, clearly fed up. Bob explained that he had checked with the office before getting the work done, and he had been told that the work was not significant enough to be reported, so he didn't report it. There was a note on Bob's account confirming this. Throughout the whole conversation, Bob was friendly and nice. He knew Stan had a job to do. When the inspector attended Bob's property, Mildred stared gleefully from behind her curtains. However, the joke was on her because the inspector uncovered that Bob's house had mistakenly been put on the wrong band for over a decade. He should have been on a much lower one. This meant Bob was due a massive rebate for overpaying his council tax for years. Stan laughed his butt off when the report came to his desk. 
He was delighted to call Bob and give him the good news. Here's the petty part. After the two had a good chuckle about everything, Bob told Stan that he would use some of the money to throw a big Freak You barbecue garden party. He would invite all his neighbors except for Mildred. Bob mentioned he might get some banners made for the party that said, screw you Mildred, but Stan warned him that that could get him in legal trouble. So instead, Bob decided the banners would say, thanks for the money Mildred, instead. So, Bob threw this big flashy garden party, complete with banners he got printed, while Mildred seethed from behind her curtains, knowing she was responsible for Bob's sudden windfall. Mildred continued to report her neighbors for every little thing, so I guess she didn't learn her lesson. I mean, I know it's like a public service, but you would think at some point they would maybe consider blacklisting or some kind of ramification for constantly abusing this service. How many times can somebody call up a public service to report something, have you go and waste time and resources investigating, and then rinse and repeat until you finally do something about it? You're just enabling this lady to be a crotchety, spying, nosy old Karen. Our next story is from Ursa D. Minor. Don't want to give me a raise? Pay my replacement more then. So this happened about 10 years ago. I was working for a company who sold via a catalog. I was part of the team producing the catalog. Originally, I was hired as a copywriter, but shortly after I joined, I became responsible for the database. I did training, user maintenance, upgrade testing, solution development, bug fixing, the works. I worked long hours to do both jobs in a hideous, hostile environment. The people were mostly great, but the company was all take, take, take. You had to stay to do overtime rather than take work home. Overtime was expected and regular. Doctor's appointments had to be made up and were treated as an inconvenience at best. Even when you'd been doing massive amounts of unpaid overtime, talking in the office was frowned upon, etc. Just generally unpleasant. After a couple of years, following a petty row with my manager where I was shown how little I was thought of, I stopped doing overtime unless it was paid. Shortly after that and the resulting overtime bill, they split my job into the two roles it should have always have been and asked which I wanted. I took the database side with the 1,000 British pound raise. My salary was low 20,000 pounds, which is nothing for a database admin role. I asked for more and was told it wasn't feasible as they'd just made redundancies. I said okay, but I want to pay review in six months. This was agreed. After six months I asked and it was avoided. I chased at seven and eight months. Finally, I was told, stop being greedy and be grateful you got a pay rise at all. Predictably, I looked for, found, and accepted a better job. My boss was fake pleased for me and very sheepishly said, of course, if I thought there was anything I could do to keep you, is there anything I can do to keep you? I calmly said no. Well, I stupidly agreed to a three-month notice period when I joined, and they made me work it. But while doing so, I found out that they wanted to hire the project manager from the software supplier. So the next time he was on site, I had a friendly chat over lunch. I said, I hear they want to hire you to replace me. He said, I can't really talk about it. I smiling said, no problem, but don't accept less than 30,000 British pounds. Don't get me wrong. It's way more than I'm on, but the job commands it. They'll work you hard for it. And once you get here, you will not get a raise. Plus, your commute is longer and they need you. Hold out, they will pay it. He looked shocked 
and we finished our lunch chatting about random stuff. Six months, yes, three months after I'd left and six months after handing in my notice, he started. Fast forward four years, I got an email from a recruiter asking if I was interested in a position. After some digging, it's at my old company for my old job. I asked for the job. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Description and pay scale. The job description was the same one I wrote four years earlier, but with the reporting line amended to a different team and the pay was now £40,000. Oh, how I laughed. I did not apply. I mean, I don't know how much the average database admin should make, but even back in 2012-ish, £20,000 a year sounds pretty darn light. Definitely one of those situations where somebody works that salary for as long as they can tolerate it. And honestly, they probably would tolerate it even longer and take that measly sum if they just did get some raises. But obviously, your turnover is going to suck if you don't pay your workers right. This next story is from Azure Ravenwolf. Want to have work meetings in the shared living space without headphones? Well, so can we. My friend Ashley, not real name, rents a room in a house with a shared living space. She was complaining in our group chat about one of her roommates, Lay Witch, not contributing to household purchases, paper towels, toilet paper, etc., and then having his work meetings in the shared living space without wearing headphones, even though they were sitting right by him. She said it's fine because she had a work meeting that she planned to have in the shared living space with headphones, just to be petty. Well, the meeting got pushed back, so I immediately video called the group chat. When Ashley answered, I said, so let's chat for a few and annoy Lay Witch. She laughed and said she knew that was why I called, so we BS'd for about 20 minutes until her rescheduled meeting. After we hung up, she sent a message saying, the call worked, homeboy put in his headphones, and now we're laughing about pettiness paying off. I think people sometimes get a little too comfortable inconveniencing people they live with or are very close with. So sometimes bringing that outside influence into the consciousness of them doing this inconveniencing and also giving them a platform to call them out on it, I think it can do some kind of system reset sometimes. Maybe it's just resetting the cooldown until they fall back into the same issues, but at least you sure as heck are going to enjoy it in the meantime. This next story is from Lindsay DNP, keeping it legal. My first love I met when I was 15. Together for four years, finally moved in together when I turned 18. Things were good until he got a job working at a bar slash pool hall and I couldn't get in because I wasn't 21. I had an intuition that he started cheating. 
followed my intuition and after an argument that I left the house after, I actually returned 30 minutes later and some random girl was sitting with him on my couch. Any female he knows I should recognize in my home. So I left that day and never looked back. Still hurt, but I knew I had to go. I ran into them three months later together. She was at least six months pregnant. So I got my revenge. For months, anytime I went out and got hit on, I gave them his phone number and told them my name was Melissa, the girl he cheated with. So I planted a nice little seed of doubt in his head that this new girl was cheating. Best revenge ever. Honestly, it's a pretty smart idea both to curve around the creepos you don't want to actually give your number to, and like OP said, to sow that doubt or at least highly annoy them, especially if any of those are like some guy trying to get a booty call going on. This next story is from Sickening Toe. I sent her a glitter Christmas card and she called the cops on me. I moved into a nice little neighborhood with my husband and soon-to-be newborn. One night, my husband was walking our corgi puppy and the neighbor across from us came outside. The corgi puppy runs over to her and the woman shrieks and runs inside. Husband comes out later without the puppy and she cusses him out, screams at him. He tries to apologize but she keeps screaming. A few days later, a humane officer comes to my door, wakes up my newborn and tells me he'll give me a fine for allowing my dog to charge at our neighbor if it happens again. I guess he was under the impression that it happened more than one time. He said my neighbor was terrified for her safety. I told them I have a 7 pound corgi puppy, literally the least terrifying animal on earth. She also yells at our other neighbor who mows the vacant lot beside her anytime he gets close to her grass, which gets pretty tall. They've gotten into screaming matches and she's even called the cops on him multiple times, never ending in her favor. I found an online website that anonymously sends people glitter bomb holiday slash Christmas cards, so when you open it, it shoots glitter everywhere. Like a month goes by and I was wondering if this website just took my money or if she just wasn't going to say anything about it. I kid you not, a cop comes to my door, asks to come inside, and then busts out laughing, explaining he's here over a glitter Christmas card. He tells me I made his day, and then that was the funniest call he's ever ran and leaves. Totally legal, and a great petty revenge. I feel bad for OP for having to live next to a neighbor like that, Although, to be fair, the husband shouldn't have been walking the dog around without a leash. Honestly, if anything, for the seven-pound corgi's safety. More than poor little old Karen. Our next story is from Open Wind 5362 Pickpocket gets a smelly surprise. This happened years ago when our son was a year old and we were on vacation in Venice, Italy. We had a wonderful time and did a lot of walking with our son in a backpack-style carrier. While we loved Venice, we found that they were lacking in trash cans. So when we were out for the day, we would change diapers, but had a problem finding trash cans. So my husband would wrap the used diapers in a store bag and put it in his jacket pocket to dispose of in the hotel, as we couldn't bring ourselves to leave it in the street. One afternoon, we were in a crowd. My husband had the baby in the backpack carrier and a dirty diaper in his pocket. All of a sudden, he felt his pocket and realized that the diaper was gone. When I looked, I saw that someone had sliced his jacket and stolen his carefully wrapped present. Other than being pissed off that someone had used a razor so close to our son's leg, we got a giggle thinking of them unwrapping the gift and finding a smelly diaper. 
I actually can't remember the context, but I think I've seen something similar, where it was one of those CCTV clips of a tourist in some location where, you know, there's just a lot of thieves that roll up on a motorbike right next to you, grab something and go. And I think it was probably somebody like with their handkerchief or, you know, like a paper towel that blew their nose and they come up and just yank it out of their hand and drive off. You just love knowing that these people are flying down the road thinking they got a big score just to find out they got a snot-covered rag. Our next story is from my Shell Hairdresser charged extra on day of the wedding. I'm not sure if this counts as petty because, to be honest, I still don't feel like it was enough. I booked a salon for the day of my wedding for hair and makeup. A bunch of my bridesmaids were also booked. I was quoted $100 a head. Before the date, I called the salon to add on some extra people, more bridesmaids and out-of-towners. This was within plenty of time before the wedding, and the hairdresser accepted the extra people, and we decided to start the day at 6am instead of 7am to accommodate them. On the date of my wedding, the hairdresser only showed up at 7am, only one girl, and then another lady half an hour later. I left completely rushed and late. When I went to pay, they charged me $115 a head. When I questioned this, she said that the price was raised because of the extra heads, which would have been fine, but she never once told me when we discussed adding extra people. She just assumed I would know this? Anyway, the tip I had planned ended up covering the extra cost almost to the dollar, so they ended up with no tip. I still felt completely ripped off, and it angers me till this day. So, although I could imagine it should be expected that if you add on stuff, even within like a few days to the wedding, that it should be likely to expect an increased cost, but would you guys agree that the hairdresser should have explained that it will cost more, or is it OP's fault for not inquiring about any possible extra charge? I think probably most of us can agree that this is on the hairdresser for not mentioning any kind of price increase and then just trying to drop it on OP after the fact after agreeing to the extra heads. Our next story is from TestBunny93. I let my flatmate's annoying girlfriend drink cocoa with cockroach larva. So this was about five years ago. I used to live in a huge apartment with my boyfriend and his friend. The friend was single when we moved in but soon got together with this girl. Let's call her Jessica. Our flatmate was super nice, but Jessica was something else. She soon was staying at our place 24-7. They had their own bathroom, but I would still see her going into mine and my boyfriend's and taking everything from my shampoo, conditioner, deodorant, all without asking. When I confronted her, she said it's because she has all of her stuff at her place. She kept doing it, thinking I don't see it. She would also eat our food, never replacing it or even saying she ate it. I was once preparing dessert with pineapple that I had bought just for that occasion. Turns out she ate more than half of it. Jessica and her boyfriend would blast loud music, hook up in the living room on the couch after continuously being asked to stop and having loud and violent fights among each other. Anyway, I was fed up with Jessica. Around that time, me and my boyfriend were discussing how to diplomatically tell our flatmate that he and Jessica needed to move out. Anyway, one morning before going to work, I'm in the kitchen making some coffee. I'm cleaning up a bit and I find a really old package of cocoa powder. I open it up and I'm like, oh crap, there's cockroach larva in this. Thinking I'll take it straight to the trash on my way out, I just leave it on the kitchen counter. Meanwhile, Jessica wakes up and comes to the kitchen. 
She doesn't even say good morning. She just goes like, oh, look, Coco, I love it. I'm about to turn around and tell her not to drink that when I see her taking my oat milk out of the fridge. In that moment, I decide to say nothing, thinking it'll be disappointment enough when she warms up her milk and wants to put the cocoa powder in the mug. But to my surprise, she doesn't notice the larva. So I'm looking at her happily scooping the cocoa to her mug and pouring my oat milk over it. And yes, she drinks it and I'm in complete disbelief. I left to work that day smiling. That, to be honest, might quite possibly be one of the most disgusting stories I've read in a while. And our final story of the day is from Mikey Bonbon 1988. My crazy Karen neighbor done fed up. So I've been posting about my crazy Karen neighbor and my friends and my shenanigans. Everything came to a bit of a chaotic climax. And oh boy do I have a story for you. My friends took their vacation time. The plan was originally to do some cruising on the bikes. We're now midway through our trip. But we spent two days partying at my new place. It was fun, 90s pop, music. Big bearded shirtless men dancing through sprinklers singing I'm a Barbie girl, drinking beer, smoking weed, playing poker all on the front lawn. It was the second day of partying when her kid was coming home. Karen wasn't home at the time, I believe she was at church. I walked over to talk to the kid and said, hey man, don't mean to cause you any grief but your mom's a piece of work. The kid just hung his head in shame and gave me a yeah, I know, I know. I asked him how he manages to live with her. The kid admitted it's difficult and he's got a secret stash of weed in the back shed. I gave the kid a pat on the shoulder and said, good for you. The kid's 19, it's perfectly legal. He can buy and smoke weed at the pot shop. Well, I'm a friendly guy and there was no intention on the next part, but I said, hey, you doing anything? Want to come over and hit the bong? The kid's face lit up in delight and he said, yeah, sure, it's Sunday. His mom won't be home until the evening. I said, darn, that's too bad. We were planning to drive her up the wall today. The kid came over and we handed him the bong. He took a hit. That turned into another one and then a beer and another hit and a few more beers. He's a good kid. Unfortunately, time got away from us and 90 pop music good people. And beer will do that. And mommy came home early. She lost her freaking mind. She started screaming, saying we're all going to jail for feeding her baby drugs. The kid's an adult, he can make his own choices. We didn't force his face in the bong. Karen's flipping out and Frost had to push it a little too far by blasting the Sabbath song, God is Dead, from the radio. Karen is freaking out. The kid was honestly greening out. I'd say the eighth hit is what did him in. Karen runs in her garage and a belt screaming cell phone in hand and a pair of garden shears in the other. She's screaming, we're all going to prison. She walks onto my lawn, waving the garden shears, screaming, and CJ, being the big glorious dude, stands up and gets in front of her. He just said, chill, 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 baby girl. Want to take a hit off the bong? Karen freaking lost her mind. The psycho actually launched at CJ, the six foot eight glorious dude. She caught him in the arm with the shears. There was a lot of blood. Now this is the point Karen's face turns white as a ghost. She was screaming, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's your fault, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. CJ being that big, glory, bubbly dude you just know says, oh no, it's okay baby girl. Looks at me, smiles and said, call the pigs. And yeah, we do. The cops get there and demand entry to my home. I said heck no, but I did bring out a tablet. I showed them everything she broke in my garage and gym. Her slashing my friend. So yeah, that was my weekend. 
CJ had to go to the hospital. He did need a few stitches and is going to get his tattoo touched up. But out of sheer pettiness, we made sure the cops booked her. Now we bought the kid some time alone, like at least until her first court appearance this Thursday. Now out of complete pettiness, I'm taking all the audio and footage of Karen flipping out every time the cops showed up and delivering it to the crown prosecutor. Here's where it gets even better. My buddy Soup Boy, he's got me in touch with a lawyer. Soup Boy is a lawyer. We're getting a restraining order to keep her a minimum of 500 meters away from me and my house. Karen won't be able to even go home. So this might just be about the last post about crazy Karen. I mean, literally zero sympathy for anybody that's going to try to lunge at somebody and attack them with garden shears. They deserve every bit of whatever is going to happen to them. Open and shut book. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 